Well. Release the Kraken. Okay, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Unleashing the Crack. And of course, we have Camden here with us. And honestly, we're just going to jump right into it because there's a fair amount of news to cover and uh, speculate and report on today. Camden, take it away. Uh, the IMF board confident about leader despite data rigging claims. This is an interesting one. So the Internet International Monetary Fund expressed full confidence in its managing director uh, Tuesday in response to allegations that while she was at the World Bank, she pressured staffers to change business rankings in an effort to placate China. That's, um, that's quite the claim, if yeah. anything. Um, so uh, 24 board exec member executive board said in a statement that its review did not conclusively demonstrate that the managing director, Christina Georgievia, played an improper role. Improper. So, like, I mean, that's not even saying that she didn't. That just says that also the monetary fund thinks it's okay that that was to happen. Like, it was a proper role. Yeah, and I want to know who did the investigation and if it was just a basic, quote-unquote, review by the fellow members on the board. Come on. I mean, who knows But behind the scenes it was, you know, they got together and said, listen, we'll cover for you if in turn you do this. And, right. And that's not even in involving the alleged, uh, you know, the sorry, not alleged, but the possible intelligence insertion from multiple agencies in there. So, I mean, we have so many, so many leaders in any regard right now stepping down just over allegations of corruption. So, it, I mean, it's coming to light. It's it's interesting to see if these agencies are kind of taking a shot at each other via this in a form right. of a proxy, in if a form of a proxy, if you will. But yeah. Yeah, the next thing is that according to Al Jazeera, in India, Adani ports are planning to shun cargo from Afghanistan, Pakistan, and Iran. The decision follows a seizure of three tons of heroin from two containers at Mundra port off India's western coast in Gujarat state last month. Okay, I mean, here's the thing. At the end of the day, we see here, and I quote, the consignment which authorities said originated from Afghanistan was worth an estimated $2.65 one of the biggest such hauls ever in the country. Indian authorities had also seized heroin worth over $20 million and arrested six Iranian men in a deep-sea drug bust off the Gujarat coast in September, end quote. Now, here's the thing. In my humble opinion, don't get me wrong, these are big numbers of drugs, but the question is, putting aside the $2.65 if we look just at the $20 million, is this valued at the street level? Is this valued at the wholesale level? And I'm not trying to downplay this, but the point I'm trying to make here is that this could easily be very simply and very strongly one of the uh, occasional busts that are made by countries around the world to either justify another type of proxy uh, intelligence, uh, I guess you could say advance advancement for another operation. Or this may in fact be something as simple as, look, you just simply got caught on the surface level in the eyes of the law this time. Look, when you have that much, in my opinion, when you have that much heroin coming out of Afghanistan, if it's not the CIA, if it's not the Taliban, I mean, at that point, who is it? Winnie the Pooh? So, I mean, yeah, that's, 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 that's my perspective. That's, yeah, that's my take on I don't know, Camden. No, it's if you absolutely the same take. I mean, there's, we know that this happens. Um, it, just when someone gets caught, whoever the someone is, 
you'd want to see more uh, definitive answers than than just we found this. I don't know. It was in this container. Like nobody, nobody claimed it. It's blah 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 blah. blah. It, yeah, you know? exactly. So when you see something like that, it just it makes you think, right? Um, makes them look like they're doing their job. Right, exactly. The next thing is that according to the Straits Times, uh, Brazil's Bolsonaro has been accused of crimes against humanity at the ICC. If we scroll down here, and I quote, uh, Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro was accused Tuesday, October 12th, of crimes against humanity at the International Criminal Court for his alleged role in the destruction of the Amazon, the first case seeking to explicitly link deforestation to the loss of life. This is end quote. I don't know if you have any um, takes on this, Camden. I, again, my personal thing is I'm not, I do not, I'd like to think I don't fall for the the clear propaganda pertaining to climate change. With that being right. said, I, I do love nature. And look, Bolsonaro, I mean, if, if in my honest opinion, the guy, he's provocative. He, he's an intentional troll for many reasons. Who knows right. if he sees this as a joke? But the question becomes, is the ICC, the International Criminal Court, taking this legitimately or not? I, I don't know. Like well, how serious. The, the question really, really here is, is not that he had no hand in this, but is he really more of a, a fall guy here? Because let's be honest, no company Bolsonaro owns specifically was out there doing the deforesting, right? I mean, right. He, he permitted and allowed, he maybe, you know, helped pass laws that increased deforestation. And if, but I mean, if he was taking money on the back end, then yeah, sure, this is absolutely all him. But uh, I, it's these companies that do this, not Bolsonaro. And as much as the world media has maligned him, you wonder if this is just a convenient take for them to have. Right. A convenient take. And not only that, but a, a, a great way for the intelligence agencies of the world to sort of create a excuse me, a form of regime change, if you will. And this only adds to that uh, in addition to all of this too. Right? I'd also so. just love that the ICC, the International Criminal Court, is what they're talking about here. And, and it's like the same letters as the interplanetary corporate conglomerate. Conglomerates. Like I, yeah, yeah, that's I was yeah. Like, oh, the ICC, really. <laughs> I was thinking of that too as well. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the and, next thing in South America as well, Colombia governor says he escaped two armed attacks in 24 hours. Governor of Central Meta Department says he was unharmed in the attacks in the region where dissident rebels, rebel fighters operate. Um, Juan Guillermo Zalunga, governor of Central Meta Department, south of the capital of Bogota, told W Radio the first attack happened on Sunday when the vehicle he was traveling in was hit by a sniper. Uh, then he said an explosive device was detonated on Monday afternoon as a caravan of vehicles Zalunga was traveling in passed by. Um, this man's getting life attempts uh, the the question is and he doesn't he hasn't had any i looked a little bit into it he hasn't had any like um big bold uh problematic things happen that someone would want to come after him for so you wonder right. what is he doing behind closed doors that's having people want his head Right. The the other thing, too, that I noticed as well is uh, first just going qu back very quickly to the Bolsonaro thing with regards to the payoffs. See, with Bolsonaro, if you ask me, 
the payoffs occurred with the rainforest is just that he got caught. They, they all get paid right. off. It's just so happened that he got caught. And I, the reason I connect that to this is because it's very possible that when you look at this particular governor and the things that he's done in the past, maybe quietly and covertly, it's very possible that he may have upset a certain faction or group of people or an, a generally aligned group of people that, again, may get caught in some type of upcoming policy or piece of legislation or something that this governor may or may not do now interestingly enough look at if you take a look at the timing of the yeah. assassination attempts again i'm not an expert but whether it's organized crime whether it's intelligence whether it's politics which we can argue in a lot of ways are one in the same in the with regards to the tactics what usually happens is if someone has an assassination attempt on, uh, put out on them, there's one, and then usually, you know, a handful of days or weeks go by until the next one. This guy, day after day, is getting after clear day. attempts, bombs, yep. sniper shots. So clearly there's something occurring or some group that wants him out of the way very, very quickly. Again, could be intelligence, could be cartel. It's hard to say at this point. We don't know. Right. Yeah. There is no, yeah. there's no one at fault or been named in any of this. Um, China. Right appears to set set to ban reporting by any news outlets not directly funded by the communist party um they've been doing some interesting things they don't and care this is even <laughs> absolutely more interesting i mean this is like what this is a transparent move anyone even observing it cannot deny that this is this is a propaganda push this is something I would expect. Um, honestly, I would probably, I mean, okay, China's been making some very direct moves, but I would say this is the most blatant and direct. I mean, uh, ultimately, I I know that they don't, it, the CCP is different. The, the regime is different from the people of China, which are great people. I just wonder if the sort of, uh, the Lao Beijing, for those who know what I'm referring to, kind of, it means the sort of common man and woman in, in China, are being suppressed because President Xi fears some type of intelligence incursion through psychological warfare and propaganda. Now, that doesn't justify President Xi doing this, but I could see President Xi sitting with his team, the generals, the intelligence guys, and saying, listen, there's going to be some type of attacks using our media and things like that. Who cares about our own people? Let's lock down our outlets and say that it has to be CCP run. This is just a proposal, just a theory of mine, not saying that this yeah. is accurate or true, but we have to be very vigilant and, and privy to the different options that go on behind the scenes. With that being said, this could very easily on the surface level be as, as surface level as it's shown on the article, which is that, you know, they may in fact just be doing this because they want to hamper down on control. I would have expected to see this from other countries before China, but, you know, Anything else uh, you wanted to add, Camden? Or? I mean, it is, it, like you said, uh, other countries besides China, but it almost makes the most sense, almost to the point of like, I'm surprised that this wasn't already a thing. I'm surprised yeah. that it already wasn't uh, like throttling only news that they funded to begin with. But I mean, I guess this is more of that. We have to come to the surface with what we're doing. Right, right. The next thing is that according to routers, uh, China's property sector has been stalked by Evergrande default fears. So if we scroll down a little bit more, we'll see here that Evergrande could be formally declared in default by October 18th or 19th. The property firm's top losers in Shanghai exchange traded bonds and some property shares gain on hopes of policy support. The debt saddled Chinese property firms took heavy fire in the bond markets on Tuesday after the poster child of the sector's woes 
uh, Evergrande Group missed its third round of bond payments in as many weeks and others warned of uh, defaults. Okay, I mean, here's the thing again. It's, if we see here, weary Evergrande bondholders still haven't received almost $150 million worth of coupon payments that had been due on Monday, although there was little surprise after the firm had skipped to other payments in recent weeks. They didn't reply to routers for a request for comment and end quote. I mean, look, here's the thing. If they go belly up, it, I, I only see more of a support to Camden's theory, uh, which he brought out, I think, a week, week and a half ago, which is that China needs a war. Um, they're, they're, they're ramping it up, and this could yeah. only be more justification of that. So, again, people could say, you know, hey, Dave uh, or Camden, uh, when there was the recession in 2008 and nine, you know, it, the U.S. didn't necessarily go into a war per se, but that's debatable. Again, that depends on yeah, how we much. Were, we were yeah. heavy making money uh, uh, right. across the, uh, the Mediterranean over there. Right. So that's the thing to play devil's advocate there. But I mean, that's all I have to say about this. I think ultimately. No, it's exactly correct. That's that's one of the reasons I added it in. It, it point blank points to they can't get their internal shit together as the same breath. They block any media not funded by themselves right. to what not have news stories about how bad this is come out kind of thing. I mean, it's all it's all really connected, encompassing. I just don't very, very quickly. I just don't see what the point would be to try of any country to try and close in and censor the media because people are again, I don't I don't like to use this term too often, but they're waking up in the in mass numbers nowadays. So and I don't they see, know when they're being censored now. Right. And it's, yeah. it's a fail. I, to me, it's a failed strategy, whether it's China, America with the YouTube censorship. I think it's a failed strategy. I mean, but no, anyway, right. I mean, yeah, uh, speaking of censorship of, of everything, um, mm -hmm. Italian sailors knew of America 150 years before Christopher Columbus. New analysis of ancient documents suggest. We will get to this in some episodes, but I just thought this was so interesting. I had to bring it up. Around 1345, a document by Milanese friar uh, Galvanus Flama, medieval Latin literature expert, has made an astonishing discovery of an exceptional passage referring to an area we now know today as North America. Um, so kind of into a hidden history type of thing. Um, yesterday was literally Columbus Day for those in America. You, you had a banking holiday. Um, why is it that in the history books, especially, I mean, Christopher Columbus was Italian. Italians already knew of it. Why, why is he the person accredited with these discoveries? Why is he? Yeah. Where's the hidden history here? What are we missing from that time period? It, that's that's more the reason I really wanted to bring it up. And yeah, to add to that too, Christopher Columbus. I mean, we can go on and on about the the the, the truth and the and the fat and the false right. shit about him and things like that. Ultimately, what I notice in terms of first off, this doesn't surprise me whatsoever. But ultimately, what I notice is the constant references from ancient scripts, at least and texts that we know of from different cultures all around the world at different time periods, referring to North America many many years ago as some type of, I guess you could say. Uh, play uh, not just exceptional passage as they say here in this article but as some type of uh, land of wonder if you will not to say that north america and the people from ancient civilizations in north america were uh, better that's not than other cultures or groups around the world that's not for us to say but this whole thing of you know there being very very subtle cover-ups pertaining to the initial discovery of north america was there zero point energy being used here maybe by the you know the aboriginals and the natives long before the right you know, the uh 
the, the Caucasians and the, the Europeans got there. It's very hard to say. And then at the same time, let's be honest, where if we look at uh, Bruce Fenton, a great, great uh, friend of the show, we look at some of his findings as well. And you can't help but think there's an extraterrestrial intervention man, at many points across this, right? So, I mean, I don't know what, uh, what else could be said about this. No, right. The next thing is that according to Al Jazeera, the European Union has announced a $1 billion euro aid package for Afghanistan. The bloc's chief makes the pledge at a G20 summit addressing uh, humanitarian and security situations in Afghanistan. Now, if we scroll down a little bit more, what we're going to see here in the article is that ultimately, the and I quote, the European Union has pledged 1.15 billion aid package to avert a major humanitarian and socioeconomic collapse, the bloc's chief Ursula von der Leyen has said. I mean, okay, I, end quote. I don't... I mean, my question immediately is, who gets this billion? Is this going to the Taliban? Is yeah. this going... Yeah somehow directly to the people is this uh is this the un and the european union sending in coalition forces to then disseminate this money and prevent a socioeconomic and collapse? then we have sorry we have to wonder as well too what intelligence insertions and, and operations are happening in those alleged collision for uh, forces and coalition forces excuse me and i also think Partly, they, they say here, sorry, that this is direct support and would be channeled to international organizations working on the ground, um, not to the Taliban's interim government. But the Taliban, the reason I, I like I knew that they said that, but the reason I still brought it up is because the Taliban kind of has shit locked down. Yeah. So so if this goes to to a to an embassy, to a, um, a Red Cross, to uh, are they? not just going to be like oh we'll take our um we'll take our rent money now kind of that, thing see that's the other thing as well too and i also think from a um an optical perspective this is a way of the european union trying to get their foot in the door more so because Pete, for people who haven't sort of had their finger on the pulse the european you see at the bottom there it says moral duty mm -hmm. my opinion bullshit it says oh. and i quote von der leyen has said the european union countries especially those that participated in the nato mission have a moral duty to help afghans end quote give me a break i think this is ultimately because the european union is losing its footing within the national uh, the international community if you will not that it's dropping significantly in power but there's clearly a change coming we see poland you know considering leaving you know britain with brexit we see again for those that follow italian politics there's talk of that so it's interesting to see that you know this all of a sudden is happening so rapidly but anyways that's just that's just my no, take you're on right. it right absolutely um the next thing is that, according to Business Insider, uh, Kim Jong-un was quietly helping design North Korean wine bottles, cargo ships, and school uniforms when he mysteriously vanished from public life. Now, the thing about, about, these, uh, about this guy and, and the people within this country, again, the, the ones within the government, because we know that we would presume the, the everyday person there is suffering very strongly but, and sadly, but we see here uh, the North Korean leader vanished several times, and I quote, between January and May, prompting some experts who keep close tabs on Kim's every move to speculate he may be unwell. But according to North Korean news, his absence matched up with dates displayed at Thursday's National Industrial Art Exhibition in Yongyang that showed when Kim had been judging the designs, end quote. Now, look, this could be totally fake propaganda. At the yeah. same time, though, I mean, it's possible Kim Jong-un is trying to actually stimulate more of a culture in his country. But honestly, you got to get your people food first before you can talk about this I stuff. I know. So, I mean, I think I, one of the things he said he designed was wine glasses um 
let me make sure I find. Here's the here. thing with this guy. Sorry, very quickly. Who Go knows ahead. what the hell they do? I mean, what they like? The, that's the thing with these. Uh, I don't want to say crazies per se because we could say that about some of our own leaders. But I, I mean, yeah, like. It wouldn't surprise me if he did, but at the same time, you know, we, we're hearing reports now of North Korea having a six to eight thousand man army of cyber uh, cyber um, hackers, cyber right. army. His army is very, very strong in a militaristic kinetic sense, much stronger than we initially thought, which I'm sure the intelligence communities knew about. But ultimately, I mean, whether or not this was legit, uh, it's hard to say. Sorry, it's Ken. Very hard to say. No, you're right. I mean, I, I'm a person of the theory that that they were weakened at burning him some last year. So, so right. like, um, and they said, um, you know, it's North Korea news. It's their propaganda too, just like China. Right. Yeah. Um, North Korea speaking on him, uh, says the U S South Korea threatened peace with arms buildup. Uh, the North Korean leader says Pyongyang is only increasing its military as a war deterrent and not to start a conflict. Um, so in this developing of weapons and in this developing of wine glasses, he um, he <laughs> remains firm that he is only trying to uh, protect himself and protect his country, um, which is fine. They did reopen um, communication lines with Seoul, South Korea uh, this month. So there is something to point to, like, maybe this is what he means in, in truth, but Anytime anyone's building up, you know, military anywhere, it's like, really, why? It's a very basic tactic. Point the finger at your opponent. With that being said, though, it does. It wouldn't surprise me if the CIA is is, is provoking because I don't. I don't. At this point, I don't believe either side to be truthful. That's just my opinion. But yeah. Um, next, we have from Reuters. The Kremlin says it disagrees with Japan's sovereignty claim over islands. The Kremlin said on Tuesday it disagreed with comments by new Japanese prime minister that Japan's sovereignty extended to a chain of islands known by Tokyo as the Northern Territories and that they were in fact part of Russia. We do not agree with such statements, the Kremlin spokesperson says. This is interesting. Uh, Japan and Russia in a territory dispute? Uh, we're, yeah. we're, we're thinking of uh, Taiwan, China here. That's strange. I don't know what the... Um, what the incentive is for either one, you know, you wonder what's on this northern chain of islands. They, I mean, the entire, you know, place in that Pacific is these little tiny dots of what do they get to do there with those things? But uh, the sovereignty dispute. I wonder if there's a, a little bit more behind the scenes that we simply do not know about. It's hard to say. I mean, very quickly, and I quote uh, from routers, the territorial dispute over some of the islands, which are known at the Kurils in Russia, um, dates back to the time when the Soviet Union seized them at the end of World War II. The dispute prevented Russia and Jap uh, Japan from signing a formal peace treaty, end quote. So this just goes to show you, again, the human nature being involved in things. Should a tr yeah. treaty have been signed long ago? Yep. But again, all the other world leaders being you know, human beings and our sort of form of ignorance, it's been put to the side. Uh, whether or not that's good or bad, we don't know if there's another covert um, in, uh, intention uh, right. afoot, if you want to call it. Um, the next thing is that according to Euronews.com and many other outlets, the Catholic Church, uh, church sex abuse claims a victim uh it appears the courts have ruled that the vatican has immunity 
um, it's and I quote, the Vatican has sovereign immunity that protects it from being sued in local courts over sexual abuse cases. The European Court of Human Rights said in a, ch a chamber ruling on Tuesday, it dismissed a case brought by 24 French, Belgian and Dutch nationals who said they were sexually abused by Catholic priests when they were children. Uh, again, the European court agreed with the Belgian court that the Holy See enjoyed, quote, diplomatic immunity and state privileges under international law, end quote. Uh, uh, here, yeah, there's so many things wrong uh, with this. But again, you know, I, I got to be honest with you, folks. If what the way things are looking with Prince Andrew, at least relative to him in the UK, if he's getting off scot-free, at least for now in the UK, then this doesn't surprise me at all. The Vatican is far too much of a, of a hierarchical power to, to let this bring them down. And of course, I mean, when you're an entity rather than that of an individual or a face of an entity, you have no problem saying, no, it's not our problem. It's just like corporations with Big Pharma. The CEO... Yeah may get house arrest for six months but that's you know that the house arrest comes after the big payout and after the big bonuses and then what they settle a lawsuit and no one goes no individual goes to jail so again it's 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 a bunch of malarkey but i, I mean that you this is why they set up themselves with sovereignty in some yep. ways literally this is this is the reason they did this and so I mean, hate them for it, but they've given themselves um, a layer of protection that they remain for now untouchable. And it's a it's a fake layer of protection. It's just something Absolutely. they made up, essentially. Yeah. Um, next from CNN Philippines, the Duarte says to vaccinate people in their sleep um, to fix hesitancy with COVID nineteen shots. Uh, this is ludicrous for me to even have read about that the translation of this here is the problem is those who don't want to get vaccinated look for them in your village let's go there while they're asleep and inject them while they're asleep so that we can get it done if they don't want let's go to their houses and inject them when night falls i'll do it i'll lead the journey uh the department of health in the philippines admittedly stress that vaccination is not mandatory and all vaccinations of any type require informed consent but this is a crazy thing for a world leader to say, period. I mean, you had Boris Johnson uh, the other couple of weeks ago say that, you know, they're, that they want to, like, bring people out and knock on doors. That, that someone, uh, I believe, Jen Psaki said something about knocking on doors in America. But, like, this is even a step further. And that's, like, really, really bold to say. Well, to be sadly as, as, as beautiful of a country the, as the Philippines is in terms of the land and the beauty of it, it's, it's unfortunate that, again, we know for a fact lots of human trafficking is derived right out of the Philippines to and from, whether it's the starting point for some individuals or where they end up is very unfortunate. It doesn't surprise me that uh, this, the, 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 the prime minister, the president and the leader is saying this because, again, uh, within context, the, this is sadly what I would expect a leader of a country such as the Philippines to say. And it's very unfortunate because I would love to see the country, you know, thriving and and not necessarily democratic but whatever the the masses want there and it, it's clearly not that especially when you got uh -huh. the leader saying let's go jab them in their sleep so you know i mean just totalitarian regime here you go right no exactly and i also think it's a bit of an example of what happens when uh, things are globally too good for too long relative to europe and the west and when i say too good i mean people with their freedoms and things like that and neglecting the freedoms we see now there's no intervention in that regard but should there or should there not be it's again it's not for us to say it's tit for tat but anyways according to sky news a geomagnetic storm warning as solar flare expected to directly hit earth today an alert was published by 
by the U.S. National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, NOAA, which warned the geomagnetic storm could cause power grid fluctuations with voltage alarms at higher latitudes where the Earth is more exposed. End quote. You see, the thing is, is I got to be honest with you, folks. I am a little bit biased with my perspective in this, and it's because immediately my thoughts go to, okay, what extraterrestrials are letting this happen with humans or not letting this happen? That's where I jump to right away. But that's just me. I don't know about I you. I mean, Kim. no, I agree. There, there's. Uh, we'll Sorry, this is the same these. Noah, by the way, that covers up all these uh, underwater, you know, uh, uh, mermaids, if you want to call it, the blips. Mm -hmm. These are the ones that lose files when they go to court. So, I mean, I don't know. Anyway, sorry. No, you're right. I mean, here's some some graphics of it. It's um, I, people were saying that northern lights borealises could be seen as far south as places like New York City in London. Um, that's some incredible geomagnetism, to say the least. Um, yeah. And it's just it's it's not fair that in, like, Because this isn't going to do anything major to humans directly. This is going to knock out maybe internets. This is going to maybe like stop people from being able to tweet. But like, let's be honest, like you get to see these crazy, beautiful things in the sky and we're worried about our satellites. Yeah, that's another thing, too. It just goes to show you the, 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 the push within the narrative. Now, again, maybe this is a preparation for things to come. But if it, look, if there were to be if this were to be a preparation, it would not surprise me, particularly when you look at the institutions, excuse me, in which uh, it is coming from NOAA. Um, so, I mean, it, they would be the uh, the institute or the uh, yeah, the, the institution to push that or the agency to push that. So absolutely. The next thing is that according to Al Jazeera, Southwest Airlines cancels more flights and denies the COVID jab sick out. Southwest Airlines and its pilots union denied reports on Monday that a sick out protest over mandatory COVID vaccines led it to cancel flights. It's interesting because you have conservatives in North America saying that this is the case, that pilots did cancel and, and walked out on their, their obligations for their jobs of employment uh, because of the COVID vaccine jabs, whereas there's allegedly a, you know, a, I don't want to say a cover up, but there's an attempt to sort of change the narrative. And it's interesting that conservative leaning journalists are on one side and liberal leaning journalists are on the other. So it's quite peculiar to see. I mean, it's a it's a politicization, politicization. I, that's that's one of my least favorite things about this entire fucking thing is how politicized it is when it really is an individual issue. And to the to the exact extent of entire giant companies i mean we are quote unquote in a pandemic but we are firing nurses left and right uh, you 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 wonder why yeah yeah exactly and then you look at the the you know alleged leader of the free world joe biden saying hey to all those that are losing their jobs because of the jabs his answer to that in his speech a few days ago was well folks look at look at the big picture or look at you know look at those who are who have been vaccinated what so, I mean, that's not even an answer per se, but yeah. anyways. Um, here we have um, a tweet from German uh, media outlet that these are dangerous encroachments on freedoms of expression. Uh, the German YouTube has been, you know, had things taken down. German courts ruled the deletion was unlawful, but th that doesn't mean that it came back online. It's already been deleted, you know? Right. And so right. it's just... Uh, this is not not just that. I mean, this is a tweet, but also the articles are starting to churn out as we're recording this pertaining to this. I mean, 
it'll be interesting to see the outcomes of this because like you said the, the video is already gone it's it, it's been taken down they did the german courts did rule that this deletion was unlawful and i i look i'm inclined to agree with the german courts in this case why a conversation cannot be had about an opposing yeah. Uh, narrative that questions the clear the clearly utilized mainstream media narrative is beyond me but the next thing is that uh, iran has launched a large-scale air defense military drill the exercise aims to show that iran can defend its sensitive and vital centers according to al jazeera um i mean look it it, it, we see here, and I quote, as part of the exercise, which military commanders said aims to closely replicate war, manned and unmanned aerial vehicles and missiles were to be launched against ground targets in order to test the performance of air defense and radar systems, end quote. You know, I, I can't help but think that this is some form of like a, a military parade, if you want to call it. Right. They know intelligence agencies are going to be observing this like crazy. So I don't, it, there's got to be a, a strategy behind this. If, it, if, if there's no strategy, it might just be as simple as, again, just trying to flaunt off what they have and what their, the, the new regime is trying to build up. I mean, up. Waste, waste ammunitions to have to buy more. Someone's getting money from it too. Exactly, exactly. Um. Also, Beirut blast probe suspended oh, again as judge issues a, an arrest warrant. Lawyers for former ministers Ali Hassan Khalil and Ghazi Zeder register new legal complaint against Judge Tarek Bitar. Um, the probe in the Beirut port explosion has been suspended after two former ministers facing charges lodged new legal complaints against the lead investigator. Uh, the development came moments after Judge Tariq Bitar issued an arrest warrant for ex-finance minister Ali Hassan Khalil on Tuesday after he did not show up for questioning. Um, this is just a court case that's going to drag out until people forget. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know any of the time, the last time you guys, anyone watching had thought of the Beirut explosion, but that was a massive, massive thing. And it's drug out all the way till over a year, if I'm not mistaken. It happened, yep. I think, August 2020. Yep. Yeah, last August. Uh, Wow. Why? There's, cle there's clearly, at least again, this is not off of anything factual. I'll just be totally uh, blatantly honest with all you folks. I, what I see personally, in my opinion, is I see um, a handful of people in the, in the shadows trying to, uh, there seems to be, from my perspective, a group that is okay with, with uh, internally in the political spectrum, okay with this actually decision and investigation continuing, but it seems like the ones trying to suppress it are far more powerful, and therefore that's why it's being dragged out this way. I mean, come on, you like at this point, if this is not a blatant form of internal corruption, I, I don't know what is. Like, I mean, yeah, this is a disregard for three hundred thousand people left homeless. Yep, but we're still in court. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, top UN court sides with Somalia and sea border dispute with Kenya. IJC, ICJ rules largely in favor of Somalia in setting a sea boundary believed to be rich in oil and gas. Um, United Nations awarded Somalia control of the most potentially oil and gas rich chunk of the Indian Ocean after a bitter legal battle in, with neighboring Kenya over the sea border. Um, so this is big for Somalia. I mean, these are, these are people that, you know, not like Kenya, no respect disrespect to them but they're not like amazingly well off it's i mean this is this is just how this played out and yeah. um they the, the ruling is legally binding though the court has no enforcement powers so now this opens up a 
really gray area of uh, come and take it, you know, fuck around and find out um, kind of things. Yeah. See, the other thing, too, is that I was going to quote that as well. The It's legally binding, but the court has no enforcement powers. It's possible that either country... Uh, you know, may back off depending on what happens, whether it's Kenya or Somalia, because of their, I guess we could say, tight um, alignment with uh, the United Nations and with NATO in a lot of regards. And so, you know, it's possible they, the UN could send NATO troops in there. But I mean, ultimately, what I see is personally, I could be wrong, but I see neither side pushing it or provoking or poking the bear too much, if you will. Uh, just Point because blank, Kenya said it would not recognize the court's judgment. So like, right. I mean, yep. right there, we we'll see what happens from it. But um, some some interesting. Um... I mean, it's the, the reason why a military response in a certain regard may not be it may not occur right away from either side is because I wonder if there are sort of it's 4D chess games, right? It, there's a right. um some type of reciprocal action that would be taken or if you know kenya moves too quickly or too aggressively or too noticeably then something you know on a totally other end of the spectrum will affect their position in some other world economy it's a it's very complicated so it's possible ne neither physical action will be taken from neither side because of the implications on other things, right? right. But anyways, uh, the next thing is that Qatar, according to Al Jazeera, has urged engagement with the Taliban amid humanitarian crisis. A Qatari official, Mutlak al-Khatani, says recognizing the Taliban government is, quote, not a priority, end quote, now, as Afghanistan's uh, face a host of uh, crises. Now, now, we see here that, again, each country has its own individualistic view on working with the right. Taliban. I know it's pretty yeah. complicated when you have things like the EU and the UN and all that, because one thing affects, affects another country. This is the big debate. I'm, I'm not trying to take more of a nationalistic perspective, but again, this is that sort of issue. If, there, if the vast majority of countries are not on the same page, what union do you have? I you mean, know? a great quote here. If we are going to disengage and not engage with them, I think, again, we are committing the same mistake we did in 1989 when we abandoned Afghanistan, the Afghan people. That is, I'm, I'm glad that someone said that because yeah. um, the people are who's being abandoned here, not the political geopolitics, yep. uh, passive aggression. That's 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 really should be the focus here. Yeah. If, if you ask me, this is uh, Afghanistan is, uh, you know, a hypothetically a bishop on the chessboard. And now it's it, it's time to see what horses, what knights are what um, uh, what castles yeah. are going to surround it and in what way. That's basically how I would uh, how I see it. Um, you want to take the last one? Yeah. Uh, last thing. The Western Balkan groups call for U.S. engagement to counter Serbia. Leaders of the Albanian, Bosnian, Monte Montenegrin. Communities say a return to U.S. leadership is needed to counter Serbia's growing militancy. Uh, leaders and advocacy organizations from the Albanian-Americans, Bosnian-American, and Montenegrin-American communities have called the U.S. to commit to a stronger presence in the Western Balkans amid growing military of the governance of Serbia. Uh, this is an open letter, much like the French open letter to Macron. Um, this is a, I mean, it's an ask, right? But it's, it's, uh, it breeds to a larger, sp very spreading thin of American forces and American interests everywhere. Um, yeah. I don't know why, honestly, I don't know why people still want America involved in everywhere God knows on the earth, but we're still being called. And it, it's, um, it's a security crisis. It's a it's a real worry for the people there. Yes, but 
what can we do without like the, a hot war comes from any of this eventually all of this taiwan japan and russia arguing uh, us being called here all keep in mind putin has heavy intelligence services in serbia as well it's 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 just a boiling boiling pot and i it might have already boiled over and we're just letting it keep going Right, exactly. Uh, we see here, and I quote, the signatory said the most alarming scenes took place in Kosovo in late September when the Serbian government of President Aleksandar Vucic deployed tanks, combat aircraft, and armored vehicles close to the border after Serbia reneged on a license plate agreement which the EU negotiated with Serbia and Kosovo almost a decade ago, end quote. Look, when I, when I see this, I got to say, um, when they talk about the most alarming scenes and all that, look, you can't like it says you know the article talked about how Anthony Blinken is part of this and he was part of this open letter sort of saying this is urgent and we gotta this is uh this affects Europe's uh I guess you could say uh security and all and peace uh overall look I mean it's very complicated with respect to Serbia and I'm not pretending to be an expert but ultimately right. people like Blinken and those guys they can't make these kind of comments when like look at what was done in Iraq I mean yeah. you can't this is from that same group of people. I mean, at least we could say arguably behind it. So I'm not saying I'm siding with Putin here. Again, ultimately, like Camden just said in the last article, the people, the, the ones that suffer are the everyday people. But when you look at this strategically, I, I think Putin is, uh, it's interesting that Putin's not really mentioned in this article per se. And I think that he, um, I guess you could say, it looks like he's, he's sitting back and just watching and speculating via his intelligence services yeah. what's going to happen because he actually has a separate intelligence agency strictly for these, these nations, for those that don't know. So again, we'll, we'll see what happens. Is there anything else you wanted to, to throw no, in? No, I Kendrick? think we're good. That was, a, that was a good news cycle, everybody. Um, look forward to uh, Let's Get Banned coming out later tonight. And uh, we will catch all of you very, very soon.